Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Out of the Hat. What are we pulling out of the hat? You tell me. I still don't know. But this is our series where we will go and the players from our D&D campaign, myself included, and our illustrious Dungeon Master, our fabulous Dungeon Master, will recap uh, the previous week's session. We'll have a chance to uh, ping pong some questions and discussions between each other. Because I know as a player, sometimes I'm dying to know what was in the head of another player or even the DM in any given situation. Um, we'll also perhaps have a chance to answer any questions that you might have for us. Uh, but to get started, my name is Nick. I play Jag in our campaign. I have some wonderful guests with me, including a new face. Uh, so let's start with our new face today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Why would I start with me? Because I said <laughs> I'm Lysa Cole. I actually said my name the other day, so I guess I better say it now. Secrets out. But um, I play Rom. Uh, she's a satyr. I don't think we've actually gone over what she is yet. But uh, we did bring her in this last Sunday in a very fun way. And I, I think that hug is still going, too, by the way, Russell. Um, I'm down for it. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm down. Oh, once, once you see the picture of her, you'll all be down. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's super fun. It's been a while since I did D&D. Um, last actual campaign I ever did was Cyberpunk, and that was, like, two and a half years ago. So um, it's definitely getting back in the swing of things. So it's going to take me a minute, but totally excited. And no, we're we'll... excited to have you, definitely. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, when I heard you were joining, I was like, what? Because I know at one point my brother was looking at joining. So when I was told we had a new player coming, that's what I expected. And then I heard that it was you, and I'm like, what? Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I'm excited also to hear more about your character in particular because this past week, uh, I was late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I think the role play of it, it ended up playing out pretty well, but I was late. So No, wait, who um, are you? Right. What now is that means you, you did kind of go into your, your character already, so you play Rom. Yes. And you said she's a satyr. Satyr, fawn, whatever you want to call them. Goat like, people. Well, I'm a fool. <laughs> Can't help but think of Mr. Tummies. Mr. Um, oh, yeah. So I want a quick, there, there she is up on the stream. You probably, I'm delayed. I just now saw it. Yeah. Um, but Russ, I'm going to pull you in real quick. So Seder, to my recollection, is not actually a playable race in 5e no. or any of the expanded. Yet. So this is something that the two of you homebrewed. So what was, I guess, both from both of you, we'll, we'll, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but forgive me. I'm curiosity killed the cat or the turtle. Um, but <laughs> How, talk, walk me through that process for you two. Like, what was that like creating a uh, or homebrewing a race? Was it your suggestion, Cole? Well, I've always loved playing fawn slash satyrs because um, I used to play in Second Life and all the um, 
fantasy realms that I would role play in, I would always be a, a, a fawn slash satyr. I'm just going to call her satyr. But um, that's what I would always play, and I loved it because it's just like it fit my personality because I, I guess I come off as a bubbly person. I, I don't know why. But um, it's she's always been really fun to play. So this is actually a reiteration of a character I played for about four and a half years. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was mostly... The uh, lovely DM fitting her in because we were—I was going through and like I just—I don't see the race. I'm gonna have to fix something else. This sucks. Mm. <laughs> I want my goat legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad he found it or it's actually made something for me because it would be really hard to play any other race. But that's just me. No. It was—it was—it was kind of a struggle. Um, well, I—I I, so D and D Beyond is—it has. It, not only do I love the functionality of D&D Beyond, just in case you're listening to D&D Beyond, we're available for sponsorship. Um, <laughs> but um, I also... Portal. Yeah. Um, they they have a really great forum. So what I did is I actually found a Seder that somebody had built that I liked well enough that I didn't really have to change. I think I changed one or two things. I can't remember what I changed. Uh, but there was one or two things that I tweaked and changed a little bit. Um, but I had, it was, it, the only thing was, is, so I pulled it in under me, but then I couldn't find it under any of my races. So I had to create it myself. And basically what I did is I just took it side by side and recreated it. And then, but then Cole couldn't access it to be able to, uh, create her character from it. So I had to start the character and create a satyr and then unassign it so that she could pick it up <laughs> in the campaign and make it her own. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. But I got, we got it to work. It was a little bit of a struggle, but we finally got it to work. Yeah, so she was able to play later. Because I really wanted her to be able to play what she wanted to play. Because mm-hmm. as a DM, I just, I want you guys to have the most fun you can possibly have. And that means playing whatever kind of character you want to play, whatever kind of race. I want to make that work to the best of my ability. And so I knew that Icicle wanted to play a satyr or a fawn. And so I just did whatever I could to make that happen. Uh, I want rocket boots for Jag. <laughs> there are boots of flying. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would like a tinfoil oh. hat for Shearsome. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for, for all of that, uh, both of you. Uh, so, Russ, we kind of introduced you there. You are our illustrious dungeon master for our hat trick campaign. Uh, we also have Master Clay, who plays Shearzim. Clay, how's it going tonight? It is going quite well, thank you, sir. Wonderful. Indeed. Wonderful old bean, wonderful. And Pip Pip down there in the corner <laughs> of my screen in particular, we have Brett who plays Behester. Brett, how's it going? Hello, brother. Hello, brother. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Not this again. It never goes away, brother. Join us. <laughs> never. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, what's so, going on? No, I'm doing good, bud. Is this like, a bit? Never. We it's all bits. a bit. The whole hat trick is a bit. It's <laughs> <is> actually true. <laughs> yep. Really. It really is. Um, so, no, thank you all for joining me tonight. And so let's let's dive in. We'll get caught up. 
um, especially for me here, with the happenings of this last <laughs> week. Uh, Brett, would you please give us uh, a recap? I would love Last to. time on Dragon Ball, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons. When last we left our adventurers, <laughs> they were stuck in a very scary house. No. Um, so, we started the session off. Um, it was middle of the night. Uh, our lovely turtle, Jayag, and our... Um, our dragon dude baby who without wings they were both on watch but fell asleep and we were woken up to by this um like smoky misty mythical scary piece of poo that came out of nowhere <laughs> and started attacking us um so Shearzim was able to kind of detect what it was and we figured out that it was susceptible to fire and so we all started lighting torches and just swinging torches through it um, which later we found regular damage actually worked, and that was embarrassing. Um, but as the fight went on, if it um, surrounded your character and you failed a certain throw, it wouldn't do damage to you. It would decrease your maximum health pool. So it kept hitting Shearzim, who kept getting a smaller and smaller maximum health pool until he literally had zero health, not like... I got hit down to zero health, but he could not get more than zero health. And so he fell over dead. Just so dead. Um, in the process of him dying, some creepy little hunchback creature of some... Uh, How do you describe... Oh, it was gross. Just... Uh, uh, piled through a door that Tenok held him back, and then he finally made it through. And so we're stuck between this mist that's engulfing us and stealing our health points and our blood so the more it hit us like blood was actually inside this smoke thing floating through the air which is nasty for one and russ is very good at describing things as anyone who's watched our shows know so every time he explained how more was like getting pulled out of someone's body and like which direction and what orifice giggity it was coming out of it, <laughs> it was nasty so it's we finally we finally killed the freaky little creature. And then I finally decided to swing my sword at the smoke screen, which actually did a lot of damage. And that's when we all felt like idiots. Cause we could have done more damage instead of swinging. We're all in a circle, just like swinging torches at this thing. So um, what was super funny is you guys started, you're like, I'm going to swing a torch through it. And it was like, okay, everything else it was resistant to. It just wasn't resistant to fire damage. So you guys could have been swinging the entire time doing probably as much damage if not more. more no that's what we figured it just it just had resistance so it would have been halved yeah it was just like I how was it was like, worded it sounded like oh it only takes damage to fire let's go and that was not the case so uh behester finally decides to swing a sword at it which um then creates a dead spirit thing with a broken window so behester used his sword as like a circle fan and <laughs> and got the mist stuck around his sword and blew it out the broken window and there it was gone forever and no more. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. Right? Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thank God the question, is there, I, I asked, is there an open window? And Russ was just like, <laughs> yeah. maybe one's broken, why? I was like, aha. <laughs> uh, so I we start, that. so we notice that the room that the creepy hooded creature comes through um, there's more to the house. So me and Tenok go to explore 
and go into a very scary torture basement um, where some little fawn girl named Ron <laughs> was found, chained up to the wall, um, not wanting to be there much longer. Yeah, no. Fed not on a little place. bit, dehydrated, looking a lot like Behestra did after his time in the dungeon. Um, so there'll probably be some like interesting conversations from that in the future. Um, so we finally decide to free her, to which she then clings onto Behester and will not let go. Uh, strength checks, acrobatic checks are made. She's not letting go. So I have to, I have to walk out of the basement up rickety stairs and back to the cart with a fawn girl wrapped around my waist. It's all the rage in Paris fashion, right. don't you know? Yes. <laughs> what good is fashion if I can't breathe? <laughs> Clearly, you've never met a Singapore. So, we finally get everyone on the cart, uh, including Shirzum's body. It's obviously a very somber mood. Um, like, I would very... like to point out. Sorry, I don't oh, mean to good. interrupt. Uh, but it was. So, the vampiric mist dropped Shirzum to zero, but he was still making saving throws. It wasn't until the. The other guy, the the vampire smallish guy, bit him that he actually died, died. Oh, I forgot about the bite, yeah. Oh, and I did give him temporary hit points one time, and then he fell over immediately afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Right. Imagine, if you will, um, Soli in Monsters, Inc. at the trash compactor watching the little kid get crushed and just fainting over and over. That's kind of what Shearsim was looking like. <laughs> um, so we get in the cart. It's a very real, like, not like role-playing somber like we were all feeling it like well I th i'm sure we'll get into that during the question section afterwards um so we're all deciding what to do and we finally decide to lay all of Shearsum's stuff out stop for the night after escaping the house and setting it on fire and then going to bury him and when we're getting all his stuff together is when jayag finally wakes up after sleeping through the entire thing um, and then a very, um, emotional, uh, burial happens. And then a very emotional unburial happens. <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, unpack that a little bit later. Spoiler alert. Shearsim is now three levels of public hates him. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> and we kind of, we discovered a few things about what he is now. And really, that's the recap, because everything else would be good for, like, diving deeper in for questions and such. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, so, I think when it comes to questions, because at the moment we don't have any viewer questions, um, I think for questions, I want to throw it out to you guys. If you have questions for each other... Uh, Russell, I know you've been like chomping at the bit, like <laughs> dancing like a Shiba Inu in dog memes, <laughs> trying to get a question answered. So we'll let you lead off. What is your question, Master Baggins? I, I have a couple of questions, but the biggest one that I want to know is, so there was a moment, Brett, where I'm, <laughs> so it's after you guys have buried Shears in, and he's laying in the grave, and I was like, and he wakes up and you're like you have got to be kidding me and you 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 like took off your headphones and you walked away was that because of what was going on in game or was that something that was going on at 
home. That was in game. That was not okay. like a comedic. This happened like, so like I mentioned earlier, the burial of Shirzim was very real and very emotional. And yes. I was, I mean, it was, I mean, like real, like losing of, like actually losing a friend and being at their funeral. And then like the tone suddenly changes like that. And I couldn't handle it. And I had to leave the room. I, I literally went next door on my daughter's bed. I was shaking and I was like having to like breathe and like bring myself back down before I could come back in here. Like it hit me that hard. <laughs> can I, I, can I quick interject in your, in your questions, Russ? I think that's a great yeah. spot to jump off and say, Let's let's unpack the whole we had a member of the hat trick die. Let's unpack that for a second. Um, that sounds Clay, like fun. what was what was that like for you? Okay. Uh, at first it was like, okay, am I gonna have to roll a you know, like I even said in the session, am I gonna have to roll a new character now? Uh and honestly at first I was having fun being kind of an insensitive prick and joking about being dead uh but then like when you know the burial happened when jag finally wakes up and it's just like you know what's going on i'm just like oh no. and it just you know went down you know emotionally went downhill from there mm-hmm. like i nearly i damn near cried during jag's eulogy for Shearzim. I thought you were crying. I came I was, very close. And I, that is a very hard thing to make me do. I was looking at my desk because I couldn't... Uh, once again, me and Claire are related. He's my brother. So I glanced over once and saw you like on the verge of tears, and that's why I was staring like at my desk because I'm like, if I look at him, I'm going to cry. If I look at him, I am going to cry. I noticed that with both of you and it made it really hard to keep talking because mm-hmm. I, okay, so I'm going to address the elephant in the room. I was laid off last week, Thursday, all of a sudden, no warning, anxiety when it comes to like trying to find another job, even though I have like 12 weeks of severance, that's a lot of stress. And so on Sunday, I made the really poor decision to uh, drink the sorrows away. And so I literally passed out halfway through the day. And then I woke up to the sound of Jake getting home with with his car. He revved his engine when he got home. Um, he usually does that just to let me know he's home. That's what woke me up. And I found my phone, which I had been laying on, and I had like three missed calls and two texts, one from Brett, and one from Matt, who plays Tanakh, both of which, two words, Shearzim died. I flew off from that couch. I have never gone from like groggy hungover to like 100% alert and ready to go so fast, I think, in my life. Um, I was inside. Jake tried to come in and tell me how his day was. I think you guys heard the very first thing I said to him was, give me a kiss. I got to, I got to play, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm like, okay, I love you, honey. Congratulations. <laughs> good I, job. You did good today. This is important. Um, that was really stressful for me. And then getting there when I did, I'm, I'm glad I got there when I did and that I didn't miss everything because I think that that was an important moment for Jai's own development, as selfish as that sounds. Um, <clears throat> uh, I think 
one of the things that literally it was so real it wasn't even funny Brett was when Jag said you know he was going to teach me to read and I had taken Shearzim's book by that mm-hmm. point and you said we'll all teach you how to read buddy I was like oh god oh no <laughs> yeah oh no Seriously. oh gosh yeah um so yeah Brett what was it like for you you've talked a bit about it I don't know if you want to talk any more about it I, I think I, I explained it pretty good um yeah it it was uh the it was very real and um mm-hmm. and that's I mean I guess that's part of the cool part of being of of D&D for one is I mean like last week we had just a bunch of hilariously quotable moments that we talked about in Out of the Hat you know in that session Mm-hmm. And then to go from that to this right. um, just completely shows the range what D&D can do. And then if you're in like a session like us where you're basically in character the whole time for as long as we've been going, it, it's not so much like, oh, they just say I'm this character and this is what I do. Like it's not the player playing this person. It's there's clay and there's Shearsim and they are two actual people, you know. Right. And so, and that makes those kind of moments like, oh my God, this is a real person that just died that I've done things with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thank you. Genuinely. Thank you. Uh, Cole, what was, what was that like for you having just joined? <laughs> right. Welcome, welcome aboard. That you joined. <laughs> like I just joined. I just got pulled up from a dungeon. Somebody just died. The whole team is just like, ready to cry and I'm sitting over here going oh my god this is awful what the hell did I get myself into and then Jayag it's like who's gonna teach me how to read I'm just like over here like I have no tissues on my desk <laughs> 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 it was awful like I'm just sitting here like just concentrate on the drawing don't cry on camera we're not gonna do it it was just awful <laughs> welcome to the rest of your life yeah no that was intense that was definitely intense. <laughs> uh, Russ, as the DM, <clears throat> I'm giving yeah. you three minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And knowing that you were going to not have him dead by the end of it, watching everything happen. Well, so I, it's funny that you because I well, did feel you like not a safe. I knew. I, I knew. Well, okay, there was a chance because if you guys had not buried him, then he would have been left in the sun. And since he's turning into a vampire, spoiler, we didn't know we had to contend with that. <laughs> Thermo flare. No, well he. And then drank, I really would drank, have to re-roll a character. Well, he, he drank, did tell uh, us that. Cold oh, blood. he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and his fangs and the red <gasps> eyes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a thing. I, yeah. So I, I'm assuming you guys just understand that he's a vampire now, um, but. Yeah, so if you guys had left him, if you guys had not buried him, you would have gone up like thermite and just, uh, which would have been sad because I, I feel like a sadist because you are a sadist. You guys, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hearing, hearing you guys talk about the pain that you went through, the sorrow, I'm like over here like yes, yes, uh, because, and it's not it's not because of it's because. I, I love that we're creating this world together. I love that we're living in this world and that it's hitting us so deeply 
because that's that's a good game that is a good game that is a good story that we're telling together um when you guys are so emotionally invested in that so i feel a little bad that i'm like oh yes um but also i'm coming from the side of i knew that shirzim wasn't going to die as long as you guys buried him and that's why i tried to be like his skin is sunken and he's starting to see stink you probably want to bury him <laughs> you know? wink, like, wink. yeah i was trying not to be too obvious about it but i was trying to throw out hints because i didn't want shirzim to be dead dead in fact when he went to zero hit points with the vampiric mist it actually says in the book he dies and i was like eh, not yet not yet we'll give him some saving throws um, and then he just he kept, he kept dying, so I was like, "He's dead." I can only um, save him so many times. Well, and then I thought it would be cool the that, that kind of cool twist that now he's a vampire, and you guys have to deal with that, and he has to deal with that, um, and the things that come along with that, because there is there is a thing in the monster manual that says, you know, this is what happens when somebody becomes a vampire. And so I kind of, I, I, when I was planning the session, I was like, you know, that would be a cool thing. I kind of hope that happens. <laughs> and it did. And so I was like, this is cool. This is going to be a cool story twist. It's going to be an interesting thing for you guys to now deal with outside of monsters. It's going to be, you know, social interactions. It's going to be how to deal with the fact that he can't travel there. He, he can't be in direct sunlight anymore, you know, and, and things like that that are going to be, okay, you know, are we going to try to cure him? Does he want to be cured? Is it important that he is cured? That kind of stuff. So, I yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Very good stuff. <clears throat> Brett has to step away for parental duties Yeesh. for the time being. So that being said, Russell, you had other questions you said. Um, well, so I, I think cut you off. No, that's fine. I think you already asked Shirzim how he would deal with it. I want to ask Cole. So I threw a curveball at you as yeah, well. No at shit. <laughs> um, so how, because because uh, for those who haven't watched, and to remind those who have watched, um, I told Cole that she is addicted to the bite of vampires. Yes. It is it is like a drug. Um, and so how do you feel about that? So what am I to say? That's my fetish? <laughs> Your reaction? Your Hemophilia reaction is a thing. Your reaction when you were like, yeah, you can bite me. I was like, I think this is a thing for her. <laughs> I admit to nothing. I admit to nothing. But, but no, she missed uh, everything <laughs> at the same so, time. So it's it's actually really funny because Rom is based off the uh, satyr I used to play before who was a blood doll to a vampire back when I used to play her all those years ago. So it's actually like a complete mirror of what wow. she used to be, minus a couple aspects. So yeah, uh, she actually was a blood doll for a was it was he a king or was he a lord? I don't remember. All I remember was that uh, yeah, he was her. She was his blood doll, and he paid her um, with apples, of all things. <laughs> fucking apples. 
<laughs> but uh, no, like when you threw that curveball, I'm like, okay, I know exactly how this is supposed to go. It's it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, the the curveball that got me was when uh, you asked me what kind of noise would be making in the basement. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in this dungeon. This whole thing's happening up here, and I'm down there. We're not going to go to a different dungeon? Yeah, that's what threw me off. It's like, oh, shit, I'm on. I got to describe <laughs> what I'm doing. And <laughs> what action. am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea how I was being introduced, which that was actually a lot of fun, trying to figure that out. But uh, now I'm enjoying the hell out of it, even with one session. It's going to be great. Which is funny, because I'm actually drawing drag right now. <gasps> okay, his his, like... He's like a younger <laughs> Master Ugwe. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, the tortoise. Oh, He's like that. a younger, a younger Master Ugwe with a spikier shell. And uh, and uh, doesn't he have the the barbed beak? No, he does not. Oh, he doesn't. He does I'm not have. Sure. He has a spikier shell, but he doesn't have the barbed beak of a snapping turtle. Guy. Mm-hmm. And he's naked. He doesn't wear. He wears like little leather foot guards, and that's about it. Does he wear a shell? Well, yeah. Well, then he's not completely naked. That's part of his body. <laughs> and he wears the shell. Ties a they towel are the around shell. his waist when he comes out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, he puts one on his head. Oh, Lord. Well, I mean, well, now that I have a reference, I gotta go back and redoodle him. But that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Nice practice. That's how you dry off the inside of your shell. You just stick it on your head, and then you, like, stick your head in your <laughs> shell. And... Oh, my God. There's actually a lot of room inside the shell. Yes. Because I withdraw quite frequently. It is bigger on the inside. <laughs> what is a genie shell? Goodness. There's oh pillows in there. There's a flat screen. It's a TARDIS. <laughs> it's a TARDIS for a portal. <laughs> Turtle. Oh, goodness. So, I guess I'll I'll use this opportunity to ask a quick question about the um, how it fit into the story. So, Jaig and Tanak both fell asleep when we were on watch. Yeah, and then Jaig just never woke up. It wasn't that you guys fell asleep; you were put to sleep. Okay, because that, that was my follow-up, because I was going to say when I finally logged in, you told me that Jaig stumbled out finally, coming to wakefulness after, or and he realizes, like, he feels like he didn't get any rest because it wasn't natural. Right. That was, and really, I mean, honestly, I'm going to allow you guys to peek behind the curtain. That is not a thing that the vampiric mist or the vampire spawn have. But you guys, neither one of you were there at the beginning, so I'm like, uh, crap. I don't want to have to play you guys, because a lot's going to be going on. Mm-hmm. So, you guys, I rolled. I rolled a wisdom saving throw for you guys, and you guys ended up being put to sleep. You you had the sleep spell cast on you, and I reworked a couple of things. It was a DM jiggery pokery, but it was the best I could come up with at the time. It worked. It did. So yeah, you you guys were put to sleep because if you remember at the at the end of the session previously, you guys were the ones who saw the vampiric mist. Yes. Um, and so you guys were about to raise the alarm. That's when we stopped the session. So then I had them roll perception throws to see if 
they heard you guys falling from your upright position onto the ground. And of course, Jai is super loud, so because he's heavy. 350 pounds. Woo! Mm. <laughs> so that is how that went. So oh, the, the thing that didn't describe but was there to give you a, a kind of a background to the vampiric mist is when they went into the dungeon or the, the it was actually the cellar of an inn that had been become ruins 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 um and they found an upright coffin that had, that had a desiccated body inside of it wrapped in religious symbology yeah so it was it was a vampire the the mist was a vampiric mist that could not make it back to his body because it had been wrapped in religious oh. iconography dude they know so he, he was why he was all misty Nope. Nobody investigated it. Nobody really. They they got uh, Rom out of the basement and then kind of. Well, Shearson might have if he wasn't, you know. Yeah. Dead. Shearson was dead, and it threw a lot of people off. So they were like, "Let's burn this mother down." Yeah. Although I did, I did really like how you said that there was like symbols and medallions and whatnot related to Freya and Gaudium. The, like wrapped around the vampire because until now it was just like all Freya or all cold. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's a good and it's point. like to, to throw in the other one, you know, throw in one of the other gods. We did see Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, was, but isn't he? He's subservient. He's not to Freya. quite godish. He's like he is. He is a. Yeah. He is a. Lord of the Fae, that is, and the 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 Fae in my world are like so, like angels are to God in our world. Fae are like angels to Freya, uh, but Freya is not. She she kind of lets them do their own thing, and so mm -hmm. they're very. They just kind of do whatever the heck they want to do. Sure, sure. So, Clay, question for you. Yes. Okay. Have you rolled an extra character already that you had like, okay, well, now I have to like actually make this person happen when Shearsim went down? Or were you literally like, oh, I have to start from scratch? I've had a few other character ideas floating around my head. Uh, I think I've actually got a couple of them on my account right now. I was like on standby. Mm. Mm -hmm. I know I have one. <laughs> no, they might they might get they might see some tweaks before they actually, you know, jump up on the stage and whatnot. But right, it wasn't like I'd just be completely uh, at a loss for characters to play like I was when I first came up with Shears. I mean, I was just like, okay, let's uh, you know, teeth uh, necromancer would be interesting, and oh, let's uh. You know, make him a tiefling on top of that. And let's put him in a world that hates both of them tremendously. <laughs> well, now you're three layers deep, like Brett mentioned earlier. Yes. <clears throat> you just can't take me anywhere. Oh, my gosh. I know no. I rolled. No, they won't. We'll figure it out. I'll just oh, put yeah. you in my shell. <laughs> <laughs> um, come to think of it, that might work. <laughs> No, anyway, um, I know I rolled a second character when 
and I, I started working with Russ in depth just to make sure the character would work and everything so that, you know, Jag's quite careless. And after the incident number one with the water back when we met Lord Morn and Russ told me, oh, well, Jayag, had you had you actually, you know, had a drink from that divination bowl, <laughs> you would have died <laughs> from the inside out. I'm like, what? And I, I remember that specifically because I had Jayag in, an, in a totally out of character moment ask for permission, like ask if he could go drink that water. And Lord Morn told him no and told him what it was. That's not in character for Jayag. Jayag would have just gone and, and had his way with that bowl. Um, but for whatever reason, <laughs> I, the player, was like, oh, it's a lord. Two turtles in the cup. Right? Um, but I'm like, oh, you know, it's a lord. Jayag should ask. But in reality, Jayag has no idea what a lord is, and it doesn't really matter to him. So Yeah, he kept calling him Batman for the longest right? time. Right? But so Russ told me what would have happened had I actually, you know, consumed any of the water there. And so I was like, okay, I need to have a backup because that <laughs> Jayag might die really easily in this world. Um, the second thing that kind of reinforced that was when I threw the, uh, the um, illicit brain. Yes. <laughs> I was, was like, yo, Jayag is going to get himself or someone else killed at some point. And it's just going to be him being him. It's going to be a complete freak accident, stupid mistake. So I will have a backup character ready to go. So, Russ, as a DM, do you encourage that kind of thing, do you think? Yes. Um, well, I don't want you guys to feel safe in the world. Um, I don't think any of us do. Good. Um, you should look. Um, I don't want you to feel safe in the world because it does lend that it helps you guys feel that sense of urgency, that sense of wariness that if you were actually living in the world, you would have. And so I do try to make things dangerous for you guys because I think it makes it more fun. Um, so, I, you know, I, I support anybody creating a second character if they want. I'm not typically going to kill one of your characters outside of your own choices without a without a reason i'm gonna try not to um because then it just it feels useless for your character um but uh it's probably a good idea to have a second character uh just in case because there there is the chance that you guys will die in any given encounter and so having a second character because then third, you won't have to miss fourth. the rest of maybe um when i take you guys into the tomb of horrors i guess we'll see how many characters you go through i'm sorry um, the tomb of what the what now? <laughs> have you guys me? never heard of that module that DD module tomb of horrors we're not going uh, through modules russell we're going through your world but yeah but i pull i i pull a lot of flavor from different modules and stuff like that the tomb of horrors might make an appearance but probably not because not the way it is in any of the books, just because I want you guys to be able to kill the lich at the end if you do end up going through the Tomb of Horrors, that kind of thing. Uh, Try to tickle him. There's <laughs> a module. You probably would, too. 
Yeah, it was. It was a module that Gary Gygax actually wrote. Um, and it is known for being terribly, terribly difficult. It is a meat grinder for characters. You go in and you'll have to have backup characters because your characters will probably die at some point. That's terrible. There so many pit traps, even the front. So the front entrance, there are three entrances. Two of them are trapped to the point to where if you're not lucky, you will die. There was only one oh. entrance. Shearson would die at one of those entrances then. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I support you guys having second characters, especially if you guys flesh out their backstory, because then if we have one ready, you guys don't have to miss the rest of the session if you, if you do die. Uh, you can come in with the new character. I can find a way to tie you in in pretty much any kind of circumstance. Mm. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the way I think about it. Cool. Yeah, Russ, the one the one that I'm thinking, and I won't name him or anything or say what he is, but the one I'm thinking about is the one where I've sent you a million and a half handwritten note sheets about. No, oh, yeah, <clears throat> that one. That's why he's still in D and D Beyond. He <laughs> um, is a cool so, one. He is one that I would enjoy messing with. I told Matt when we had gone to a, a ramen place for lunch, and I told him a little bit of my ideas, and he was just like, "Oh my god, you have to play that character!" And I'm like, "But do you want to say goodbye to Jai?" And he goes, "Oh my god, you don't have to play that character." <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's kind of like saying goodbye to Tenok. Tenok will be a hard one to say goodbye to, too. I'm trying as hard as I can to ensure that he is attached to that character, just like I am attached to that character. I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cole, I have a question for you. Yeah. So how did you how did you come about wanting to get involved with <laughs> our particular session of D and D. Like, had you had you been following us from the beginning, or did you go so, back and watch from the beginning? So I actually had a horrible migraine one Sunday night, and I didn't want to do anything that I usually work on, which is a lot of crap. Um, so I, was, I saw Fud was streaming, or was it? I think yeah, it's Fud that streams. I saw somebody streaming, and it was you guys. I'm like, all right, I'll sit here and watch this. And I realized it's just a wagon full of dudes and there's no healer, no yeah. buff person or anything. It's like, it's just a so wagon Jag's full of dudes. Jag's the only healer and that yeah. should be terrifying. Yeah, no, like, that, <laughs> that is terrifying. But it's just like, I'm just sitting here going, these guys are fun. I want to play here. They need a chicken there. So I ended up messaging the DM. It's like, hey, uh, you, you need somebody else in there? <laughs> But yeah, I've literally only seen one session with you guys because last weekend I was actually in Vegas for an esports tournament. So I've literally only seen one session. Like the only person or only um, character that I know <laughs> whose race they are is Jaya, just because I know he's a turtle. I don't know what anybody <laughs> else is. <laughs> I have well, no idea. <laughs> you'll learn it with Ron. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely will. But yeah, it's, it just seemed like something really fun to do. And I really need something just to pull me back from everything that I work on mm -hmm. um, and just have that me time, which a D&D campaign is definitely the way to go. So, yeah, it's it's a nice little pullback from all the 
obligations. So many obligations. No, no more. When you're on the wagon with hat, yeah, no, there when are I'm no on, obligations. Yeah, when I'm on the wagon, it's just me and the drawing tablet and you guys. That's it. And Our only, my only request to new players coming in is just do it in character. Yeah, which is funny because I actually have horrible, horrible anxiety with speaking in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in front of you guys, it's fine because now I know y'all. But like, um, just like streaming in general is terrifying. And then actually voice acting a character, even though I only did theater for, I did theater for a year, but um, it's just, for some reason, I always found it super embarrassing, but I know Mm -hmm. it's not embarrassing. So I'm actually forcing myself to do that kind of thing to break my own mentality. So that's, yeah, that's exactly why I wrote Jiag the way and play Jiag the way I do. Because I remember when I was, like, my first character it was not Jag. It was somebody else. And yeah. he lasted for two sessions. Oh, and wow. then I told Russ, I'm like, I think I want to go back. Because my original character concept was a turtle mm. cleric. And um, I told Russ after those two weeks, well, it was a couple months, because there was a while before the first session and the second one. And I'm like, I think I want to play something that pushes the envelope a bit for me mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone. Not only like the the role the character would have, but the voice and the personality and just everything is is not normal for me. Yeah. Um, still, sometimes I'm self-conscious about the voice. Uh, there was a, a session where Tanak or Matt was here at my house with me for the week mm-hmm. uh, for that session. And we started the session. And Jaig says something like right, right off, right off the, 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 right out of the gate, whatever the hell I'm trying to say there, right out of the gate, Jaig says something, and <laughs> Matt just looks at me like he's, he's sitting next to me. He just <laughs> looks at me like, what the fuck? It was, it was one of those priceless moments where he was just like, he's looking at the screen, and then he goes, <laughs> just looks at him. <laughs> Well, oh like you, you played with me. You know what Jaig sounds like. That's what it's like to be in the same room. Oh <laughs> but, um, no, I'm, I'm glad to have you, and I'm glad to have someone that's open to that idea, because I think that's one of our strong points, is like Brett said earlier, we play our characters the whole time. Like, yeah. Shearsim even rolls his dice in character. <laughs> yeah, you know? Awesome. So, and I, it's, it's a struggle. And it's one thing that whenever I catch someone describing what their character is going to do, I'm like, do it in character. Just do it in character. That's just said That's it. what I've been loving is like lately, you know, we've been hearing, you know, even Jag talking to the, and, and I don't know if Matt's noticed, but like when he starts describing what Tenok's doing, he's still doing it like in right. The Tanakh voice and everything. I was like, "Yay!" Yep. There was actually I've corrupted everybody. What was it? Two, two, two weeks ago, two sessions ago, the one where Jig fixed the wagon. Russ, I actually said something to you yeah. with Jig's voice, and you thought it was the character. And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no that <laughs> so was me. Funny. That was me talking to you." 
Oh, that's great. Oh my God. But no, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're open to that and that yeah. that's exciting to you because it's exciting for all of us. Well, it's funny because the game I used to play at Second Life, because I used to build the realms and everything and pay, people paid good money for that. Um, I actually, when I was building a, a realm for a client, I actually met my husband on that game. Oh. And the way we met was through role play, which was a lot of fun. Um, granted, then oh. we went to out of character, and he was a complete and utter dick, and I nearly threw him out the window in the virtual world. But I guess that was just his way of being friendly now. But yeah, uh, six years later, we're married. <laughs> my wife had the exact same reaction. She thought I was a misogynistic dick. Yeah. She did not like me. I was just trying to be funny. Well, yeah, he was trying to do the same thing because he like he loves to needle people until they're just like they freak out, and mm. yeah, he knew my buttons way too quick. It didn't help that we met through mutual friend as well, and the mutual friends like whispering things to him the entire time. Oh no! Yeah, no, that didn't help. So Jake can yeah. do that to me. So my my sympathies. He likes to poke, 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 poke because it's fun for him. <laughs> yeah. Until I get really mad. Yeah, Lindsay and I both do that to each other. Oh my god! Just poke at each other, and we'll take turns where we're just poking at each other. So we're both one or the other of us is annoyed with the other person at pretty much all times. Oh my god! But it's a loving annoying. Yeah. (laughs) No, because like just today, he's he was talking about his two friends that he's hanging out with right now, and. Apparently, the whole, as he put it, the whole debate was futile. And like, no, honey, it's futile. And we kept going back and forth. Well, he meant futile as in feudal Japan, and I meant futile. Oh. And he's just, and I spelled out futile for him. He's like, no, I mean futile. And then it finally hit me. He means futile, like fighting each other. And I was just like, I hate you, you side mouthing motherfucker. <laughs> I just left. I just went. I'm like, I'm gonna go get some fucking ice cream. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. But yeah, that's my house. It's like all the time. He even he doesn't even call me by my actual name anymore. It's we still go by our SL names. It's so funny. It's great. Oh. Yeah, no, it's great though. I love it. And actually, I I'm so excited then. Do you really? Mm-hmm. What? Just, I want to see. It's just You'll have to post it in Discord or something. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited. Because I little, see him in my head, but to see someone else's idea, that'd be fun. Keep in mind, it is a very, very quick sketch. I can't draw better than... Uh, yeah, no. I, mean, I just can't. The picture, the picture Rama actually did in like six hours, so... <clears throat> I, I can't draw stick figures, so... <laughs> <clears throat> You're fine. Um, Clay has a question yes. for you. Okay. And then we'll, we'll do like a quick round table, see if anyone has anything else. And if not, we shall, we shall end our time together this evening. Okay. Uh, however, uh, Clay, what are your... Let me rephrase that. What's going through your head knowing that your character is now a vampire and that you've got to play... Someone that, that, yes, you're socially outcast three times over, but now it's not just being socially outcast. You actually have, like, physical limitations that will inhibit, perhaps, your ability to interact with the world or with us. 
Oh, man. That's a packed question. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is a packed question. Oh. So I've actually spent most of this week just like trying to think where do I actually want to go with this? You know, do I? Because it's like, on one hand, it actually would be kind of cool. I, you know, I'd talk to Russell for a bit after the, the session about how this could play out. Um, so I was like, okay, well, do I want to keep, you know, going with this vampire route and see where it takes us or go with what Shearson would probably be more inclined to do and actually try to find a, you know, try to find a, a cure for, try to find a way to reverse it. Right. But I hadn't really thought a whole lot about, you know, those limitations besides the fact that how am I going to avoid sunlight when we're traveling in a covered wagon? Well, the covered wagon will help. Uh, I hope of. so. We'll wrap yeah, you up in blankets. Little, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that because I don't think I've, I don't remember mentioning when, because uh, at, at the funeral service, Brett was actually asking me to go through every item that I had in my inventory. And of course, I'm still thinking, you know, Jack took one of Shearson's books, but which one? <laughs> I'll take this one with the ugly well, pictures he'll, he'll on the front. It, <laughs> it makes my tummy hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it did. <gasps> That was so sad. So it's like, okay, can I at least maybe use the the bedroll that I used to have as like a a temporary coffin until we get something more more substantial together? Or Mm -hmm. am I just going to somehow have to suffer through traveling through broad daylight? Hey, at least you don't have to worry about a food source. Yeah, about that. Um, twisted. I know Jayag is going to want to cure you. Well, I guess my question would be, does Jayag really actually really realize what cheers him is now? and No. The full extent of what that could mean. No, when when he finds out, he's yeah. No, we'll we'll roll. I won't I won't say anymore. Right. Um, so excited. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you, um, thank you, Clay. Thank you, Russ. Thank you, Cole. Yeah, I feel like I slapped this story in a gimp suit and pulled out the spank machine. Oh yeah, <laughs> there we go. Now we're talking. Oh my God! What what, mom? <laughs> um any any final thoughts from y'all any any other questions any recipe ideas mm. i shared mine earlier my recipe what idea why did i make like my... i made stroganoff that was fun it's actually really good <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Oh <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> I made low carb pizza with cauliflower crust. 
Almond flour. Get on my level. Ooh, he just said he got no nipples. Ooh, no, I have not made that yet. I went to a pizza place down the road, bought balls of dough, and made pizza that way. Um, they charged I only would... $3 for two large pizza-sized balls of dough. Damn. Oh. $3. Like, wh- why Why don't I do this more often? Yeah, why don't you? Exactly. Um, so. I have a thought to leave with you guys. Sure. I am just super thankful for you guys and how much effort you guys put into your characters and how in love with your own characters you are that you guys play them to the nines every week that you guys come in and you guys are ready to role play your characters and ready to continue the adventure. It makes my job as a DM so much better. And, and I, I love DMing for you guys because I know that you guys are going to get involved with the story that you guys are going to take it in a direction that I did not expect. And we're going to build this amazing story together. And so that, is my thought for the week. The more you know. I plan on going to level 20. So. <laughs> Jesus. That, I have got planned for level 20, and I even have some ideas for epic levels if we want to go there. Holy bananas. I've looked up the spells at that level, and they're terrifying. <laughs> so yep. Terrifying for all classes. Right? Nope. So, but my friends, that is all the time we have for tonight. So thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you for those watching or listening later. Um, you can find us every week. We're a little out of sorts this week with out of a hat, out of the hat because of the holiday. Uh, but you can find us with this show every Wednesday at uh, 10 30 PM Eastern time or a little today. We had technical difficulties. So not everything's a box of macaroni, uh, but mm, every Wednesday, right. 10 30 PM Eastern standard time, uh, twitch.tv slash just some guardians. And then if you're interested in following our actual D and D campaign sessions, for those, hop on over to twitch.tv slash Elmer Fudd Games. That's double M, double D. Double D. On Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, see, see where that goes. That's a three-hour session, just to warn you. Uh, out of the hat, we try and keep around an hour. Um, if you want to reach uh, the, the group or the show on Twitter, you can find us on Twitter, the Twitters at JSG cast. Uh, you can find me at he who fights. Um, if you want to tweet out about the podcast or sorry about the D and D session or have questions for out of the hat, just use the hashtag out of the hat. Um, so that being said, where can people find you? Our beloved new member, Cole. Uh, so I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's ISA underscore KOLE. The person who has my actual username hasn't said anything or anything at all in three years, and Twitter won't release it. Um, I'm actually switching back from Twitch, or switching to Twitch, back to Twitch, I should say, from Mixer. Um, so you can find me at twitch.tv slash icicle. Um, probably going to be doing a lot of gameplay um, because three times Valor. Got to get that. Uh, I'm actually going to start streaming as well everything i do on the back end so like things for vanguard's con 
Um, and then like all my story writing, I'm going to start streaming that since apparently there's interest in that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Cause I don't have Instagram cause I, yeah, no, no, ain't nobody got time for that. But yeah. That's where you can find me. Yay. Thank you. Uh, Russell, you're now on the Twitters. Am I correct? I am. Um, I am at DR that is J E X O seven two five. Um, I actually had a really cool story the other day where Chris Perkins followed me. That's exciting. Um, mm. But also, um, I love talking about D&D. You'll see that I talk about that most of the time, unless there's something on Twitter that catches my attention, because now I'm addicted to it. Uh, so that's right. that. Um, you can also find me here um, with just some Guardians and on our Discord, usually in the D&D section, especially if you at me, then I will definitely respond as soon as I possibly can. Or DM. And Clay, I know you're exclusively in our Discord, correct? Exclusively. Wunderbar. So you can find me there as real leper. You're not really a leper, though, correct? Not last time I checked, no. Ah, okay. Depends on your definition. If the definition is his penis has fallen off, then yes, he is a real leper. <laughs> Whoa! Ooh! What? Russell, Are we talking yes? about shears? And Not while we're streaming. So, and hey, back for when you called me girl pants all through high school. Ooh, Ooh there is some baggage there. All <laughs> right. So, our missing member, the one who had to step away for parental reasons, Brett. Um, he can be found on the Twitters at Elmer Fudd Games. He can also uh, double M double D. Um, is it Elmer Fudd Games or is it just Elmer Fudd? I think it's Elmer Fudd Games. I think it's Elmer Fudd Games. It, it is, is Elmer Fudd Games. Games. On Twitter? Okay. Yeah. It's yes, Elmer I just Fudd wanted Games. to make make the shares. Um, he's also on twitch.tv slash Elmer Fudd Games. Double M, double, double D. D. And he's Elmer Fudd. Double M, double D. Double D. Double. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody, again, for joining us tonight. Um, check us out next Wednesday and see what we pull out of the hat. And tune in this Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, where Jayag becomes a werewolf. <laughs> Good night, <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> squad Why? hashtag squad goals. Why? Why am I howling? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brett's coming back in to stop the stream. Thank you, everyone who joined us on the Twitches. Yay. Was anybody there?